that's it. Trials is ruined. Or is it? How's it going, guys? I just wanted to give you guys a bonus episode today just to really start to dig into one of the main concerns that I've heard about the upcoming updates to Destiny 2 that are going to come out on the 27th. The main thing that I've really heard a lot of I don't really want to call it fear, but definitely the, the biggest concern that I've heard about so far is the tendency of the very sweaty player base to revert back to camping, essentially when there's any kind of an uncomfortable change. I mean, the slightest thing that's uncomfortable, they'll go back to camping, they want to play super passive, they want to make sure that they win because a lot of these kids, and I'm saying kids in particular because really it's usually the kids who are the, the most desperate to go flawless every single weekend, they want to farm their KD. Uh, so they're the ones that are going to be camping in the back of the map, trying to make sure that they play perfectly every single time. And I feel like this was something that's more prevalent in D1 than it's going to be in D2 for a lot of reasons. Now, in D1, in case you weren't around, the last time we had no radar was back in D1's Spooky Trials event. This was actually running in tandem with Festival of the Lost. And it basically was no radar, no revives for two weeks in a row. And... On these maps, they chose maps that were like on the moon to kind of add to that Halloween kind of feel, right? And occasionally you'd have like a jump scare on your screen. And so you would have to really rely on your audio and visual cues that were not part of your radar. That means that you had to make sure that you're watching around corners, watching your sight lines, and you actually had to listen. So the callouts had to be only when necessary because if you're too busy calling out, if you're talking too much, you can't hear what's going on around you. You can't hear footsteps, you can't hear a double jump, and you can't hear somebody reloading. So you wanted to make sure you were on top of your game. And the player base back then resorted to some pretty annoying things. Number one was camping. People would always try to camp lanes because you had your sniper rifles. You were able to at least make sure you handled the lanes that were the way for people to get to you. That way you had the biggest advantage in the fight. The other versions of things that you saw were things like shotguns around corners, people trying to uh, sneak up on you and then shotgun you. Me personally, I was actually okay with it because I was the one sneaking around, so it was pretty fun for me. But because of the way the game was structured, a lot of the players were incentivized to camp. Because if it's just, I gotta kill them before they kill me, then I just want to stack up every advantage I possibly can have before the fight starts, because that is tactically the best option, right? You're gonna want to have as much of your super, as many grenades as you could possibly have, all your abilities cooled down. You want to stock up on back then special ammo because you had to go and grab your green ammo. Now you just have it in your gun. And you wanted to make sure that you were as strong as you could be before the fight started. That way there's a better chance of you winning. And you also saw a lot of roaming death squads too. So that sort of became annoying, which now in D2 is incredibly annoying because everyone is doing it. That may have helped you in D1, but in D2, it's not really going to have the same effect. In D2, you have objectives, you have other things, other variables that are going to incentivize you to move around and fight. Now, if we consider a countdown in the way that it's structured, the way it's structured really incentivizes moving around, playing the game, going and fighting the enemy. Whereas if you decided to camp in countdown, you're much more likely to lose because whereas you might not get killed, you're definitely, especially if you're on defense, you definitely can't do this. If you're just camping on defense, that means that there's no way you're going to be able to cover the bombs without actually fighting because someone's going to go and try to plant one of those bombs. And if you're not there to stop them or if you can't stop them, they're probably going to win. So in that game mode, it's really not something that's a viable strategy because you're going to be on offense about half the time, roughly. 
So that means that the other half of the time, you definitely have to go out there and fight. And even if you're on offense, you're still incentivized to go and fight because you have to go and take a known objective, or at least one of two known objectives. So unless the whole team is going to somehow clone themselves and camp on both points at the same time, the advantage is not just to sit there and camp on a point. Now, they could go and maybe camp on power, but even that's not really a good advantage because if they're camping on power, they're not watching the points. And if they're not watching the points, they're going to have somebody plant on one of those points. So the point still stands. In Countdown, you really won't see the kind of camping we saw in Trials in D1. Now, Survival is probably going to be the place where I would say these concerns are a little bit more valid because there isn't some other objective to go and do, right? There's no bomb to go and plant, no bomb to defend, no point to capture. So the only thing to do is kill the enemies before they kill you, essentially. And in this game type, the way that it's structured would not punish camping at all. So in this game mode, I can understand some elements of camping. What you might end up seeing if they try this is people camping on power ammo. Eventually, you can get rid of that by some well-placed grenades, maybe some Titan really uh, running the risk of getting himself killed but being able to put up a wall near power, or something that allows you to go and get power ammo, which can then help you disrupt their camping. And in a lot of these maps, it's pretty easy to go and flank somebody. In fact, I've managed to do that many times on stream in both quick play and competitive, because there's not just one way to get somewhere or just a couple ways to get somewhere. Like, for example, Pantheon in D1. Pantheon and D1 had like three major lanes that you had to traverse to get to the other side. There was no other way around there. You were on those lanes or you had to at least go onto that lane at some point. So if you were sniping down all three lanes, you pretty much had the whole map covered if you were really good at sniping. So in that situation, yes, you can camp in a way that could essentially seal off the map. But in D2, the maps were specifically designed for flanking. They're meant to make flanking not only possible, but very easy to do. So you have to make sure that you're watching around you, making sure that your teammates are very coordinated. And it's a lot harder to just kind of sit in one spot and camp. Now, granted, they can just go and sit in their spawn and not even worry about power ammo. But if they did that, they would just get rocketed, grenaded, and possibly supered a whole bunch of times. And they could defend that for a little bit, maybe, if they're really, really good. But chances are, most teams aren't going to be able to fight that kind of an attack off especially against a very aggressive team. So if camping and spawn isn't an option, and camping and power is at best a temporary option, then the only thing left is to fight. So unless there are camping methods I overlooked, or some out of map glitch that I didn't know about, then what you're most likely going to see is people adapting their loadouts and their builds to really suit the new playstyle. Now I haven't gotten to play the new sandbox yet, but what I can pretty much infer that they're going to be doing most likely is things like ability cooldown mods, grenade cooldown mods, and possibly melee cooldown mods, depending on the class. And that's going to be, of course, to play to the strengths of increased ability recharge rates. So you're going to want to have more grenades more often, obviously, more rifts or more walls more often, and of course, more dodges, obviously, because dodges are pretty useful. As far as the weapons go, in my opinion, it's going to be dictated a lot by what map is up for that weekend. But in general, hopefully, as long as they can make the weapons a little bit more even with these buffs, then hopefully this time around, you're not going to have your guns essentially pre-selected by the meta. Now, it is going to be shaped by what map you're on, obviously, because certain maps cater to certain ranges and certain ranges are going to cater to certain weapons, obviously. But outside of that, hopefully they can manage to make the guns even enough to where you could possibly pick anything and manage to be competitive if you know how to use it properly. 
As always, if you're new to this station, hit that favorite button. And if you're on iTunes or any other podcast location, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode of this podcast. I'll see you guys again this Friday when my next episode comes out.